right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, it's Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, Big Ten Week is upon us. Yeah. Oh, good. I like this. We're starting out on a much uh, cheerier note than I, I, I was, would have. Yeah. <laughs> there will be uh, Big Ten football. There will be Wisconsin football. It is game week, as they say. Um, I guess we can say that, too. Uh, very excited. Very excited to, uh, I guess, get a little bit more of the feeling back to, I guess, Fridays now and Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's Saturdays are more important. And it's Friday. We kick off Friday. Yep. And I feel that I feel the the juices will start flowing better on Saturday now that we have other Big Ten schools and other games that are directly affect we're affected by even when it's not Wisconsin play. Yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be fun. We got yeah, so a big big week ahead, Big Ten football, NFL football as always. More uh not Big Ten uh NCAA football. Yeah. Yeah. Marl you just all thinking football. ahead, thinking ahead. No, we're not looking back. We're not looking back no. to last week. We're we're thinking ahead here <laughs> on this on this pod. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we'll get into uh, some things I don't want to look back on, but I'm glad. Uh, so we had a little bit of a, I guess, a crossing of signals last night. Uh, I guess more so crossing of bedtimes. But <laughs> um, uh, so we're recording again on a Monday, and I, I'm a bit glad because I'm I think I'm in a little bit better headspace. Yeah, uh, than I than I was yesterday a little bit. You know, kind of uh, had a day to to take it in and the Packers loss that is, and we'll get in that a little bit. But let's focus first, Marlo, on our Badgers who are playing Friday night. That's right. Uh, I guess first thing I want to talk about, Marlo, a depth chart kind of leaked out. Uh, our good friend of the pod, uh, <clears throat> Asher had Asher Lowe had this on his. Uh, I guess I saw him retweet it. It wasn't his thing, but he retweeted this out. The depth chart. Uh, looking at it, obviously we got Graham Mertz in at quarterback over the injured uh, Jack Cohn. Uh, that was, I guess, the known thing. Uh, but anything else, I guess, surprise you at, as you look at this or stand out as you look looked at the depth chart? Um, yeah, the only surprise is who's our running backs? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why that surprised me. I guess usually... In these situations where we lose, when we lose a stud, we know the backup has had some, a little bit of time, a little bit yeah. of carries, a little bit of name recognition. You know, after you know James White was always in the background um, during his day. We always knew Melvin Gore was the next man up, um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just gonna assume they're good because that's what happens. But I don't know. Well, it's funny. Um... <laughs> uh, it was the fifth. I think the fifteenth and the sixteenth this past week was some notable uh, wins in Wisconsin lore, Marlo. Uh, and I might yes. have gone back and then gone. Uh, so I think the fifteenth was fifteen years since the block punt against Minnesota in the end zone to win a game that we never should have won. And it's probably a top five yes memory, um, sports memory in, in general, and probably a top two or three Wisconsin memory. Um, so that was 15 years ago, so I watched that. And then the next day, the 16th, was the 10-year, I believe it was, of uh, us beating number one Ohio State uh, yeah. when Gilruth ran the opening kickoff back. Yes. So I watched that. And in that game, you mentioned James White. He was a freshman. And I told, like, John Clay was the starting running back, got most of the carries. Yep. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah, back that and in that season, I think we was it white. One of the running backs fell like four or five yards short of having three running backs who had one thousand yard seasons. So yes, that was the season. Yeah, it was James White. I think he missed by like a couple yards. Or, yeah, I remember that he, season. It was and it was like you're right, but it was it was like within ten yards of having three yeah. running backs. And yeah, I want to say I, I I looked it up because I was I. I forgot how prominent James White was as a freshman. He was so small out there Yeah, <laughs> as a freshman. And I forgot that we held up white papers and did the whiteout thing. Yeah, that was awesome. For, how could you forget for who was the backup running back, right? Like, yeah, yeah. John Clay uh, was still the starting running back. So, uh, so yes, I, got, I guess I'm using that as an example. You kind of jogged that uh, memory uh, for me, but... As an example, if you normally we have you know somebody in the wings kind of coming in, obviously. So the, the running backs in the depth chart for those who are listening, we're referencing a, a depth chart that they cannot see. Uh, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Grocheck, who was essentially the third down back uh, last year, and uh, it says or Nakai Watson. So the depth chart we have is um, two players at each position. So it's Garrett Grocheck or Nakai Watson. Not all of them have the or in between, so it seems like it could be either one of these. They're kind of like tied or one A one B. Uh, obviously, we saw the production out of Groshek on those kind of uh, change of pace backs, running backs. Uh, Nakai Watson, in a, I think when you don't have Jonathan Taylor, uh, who is a top three, let's just say top three running back in program history, mm-hmm. um, and we could argue where he falls in that if you want, Marlo, but uh, we might have seen a little bit more Nakai Watson. But he is, uh, you know, we've seen him a bit in some games, but it, not to the extent that we normally see kind of that that backup running back in there. So it'll be very interesting. It seems almost like a running back by committee. And then obviously, <clears throat> not on this list, but kind of lurking in the background, is Jalen Berger, the, uh, the who has he ended up being a four-star recruit, I believe it was, um, but the highest recruited Badger running back, uh, I guess, by ranking sites ever. So, um, I again, I, I, he's obviously third, but it's just weird to see the or in a running back position. And it was, honestly, I, when I looked at this, Marla, I was a bit taken back. Not that I knew Jonathan Taylor was gone. <laughs> like knew, Wait, is he still there? But it hurt a little bit just to not, not see him there because obviously we've seen him for, for three years and got to watch that man run the football for Wisconsin for three years. And it was just a kind of a reminder that, oh, crap. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's not there. Um, other things that jump out, looks like a pretty deep uh, wide receiver group for me, Marlo. Uh, it'll be nice to have some healthy tight ends. Um, Ferguson obviously being injured last year. Uh, hopefully we'll have some of that. Offensive line is kind of new, but kind of not. Uh, some pieces shuffled around. Some pieces shuffled around. Some players started some games. Uh, tackles are back, though. Uh, so Van Lannon and Bruss are back at tackle. Uh, and uh, the big loss is obviously uh, Tyler Bidez, who went to the NFL. Um, so Caden Lyles is starting at center. I believe he played some guard last year. So shuffling some pieces. Uh, it's all juniors and seniors on the line. So you got to think, uh, you know, they've been through the program at Wisconsin. They're ready to go, you know, kind of a next man up as far as offensive linemen go. Um, so uh, the names didn't jump out at me, I guess. Uh, Van Lannon, I remember now uh, that we talk about it. But <clears throat> the names didn't jump out in the way in which they might in the past where you're you know, kind of, I guess in my memory, kind of thinking like, oh, here we go. Here's a first or second rounder. I don't know if these guys are that, but, you know, most of these guys played play Big Ten football last year and did pretty well, right? So can't be uh, too disappointed in that. 
anything else on the offensive side before we jump to defensive side, Marlon? Nope, good. We can go. All right, jump into the defense side. Everybody's back in the secondary. It looks good. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, we got Wild Goose. Uh, they have Wilder or Nelson, Scott Nelson, as uh, strong safeties. A little bit surprised that Nelson's not on uh, the left-hand side of this because uh, he was a starter last year, right? Uh, so a little bit surprised that Wilder's there. Uh, Burrell's back and Caesar Williams uh, filling out that secondary with uh, Fayon Hicks as our kind of nickelback or the the um, uh, third cornerback. So strong secondary. Uh, Sanborn is, I guess, and Chanel in inside linebackers. Uh, new outside linebackers, Green May and Burks. Um, I guess not new, but kind of new, newer prominent roles uh, for those guys. And I look at this, Marlon, and I just kind of think, yeah, we're just going to have good linebackers again. Like, I'm okay <laughs> with that. Similar to offensive line. Yeah. It's just kind of like every time we, you know, we lose somebody, somebody graduates, somebody goes to the NFL, I just kind of go, at this point, I guess... We'll just uh, turn, we, over, turn over another one. Dare we say uh, linebacker you? Dare, well, I we can say that. I don't know. Sure. Who's, who's listening anyway, right? <laughs> Come at me, Penn State. Come at me. It was funny. Um, if I can go back to just kind of speaking of uh, linebacker you, linebacker depth. Um, oh, shoot. I forgot. It. I'm forgetting his name now. When I was watching that 2010 game, uh Somebody got hurt at linebacker, and he wasn't able to come back in. And then they were like, oh, this relies. Who's the guy who retired early? He went to San uh, Borland. Borland. And uh, the announcer goes, and some kid named Borland. There's <laughs> <It was> Borland <laughs> on the bench, and he's a freshman at the time. And it's yeah. just kind of like so funny to go back. And obviously we know the kind of linebacker he became and to go on to the NFL. Uh, he was a pro bowler, right, in the, yeah, the year yeah. he retired in his yeah. second year. He's a fantastic to, player. Just to look back as a freshman, just being like he was just some kid named Borland. <laughs> yeah. It was it was great. So uh, I I I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just looking at this Marlon. I'm drinking the Kool Aid uh, a little bit. I think I'm just getting a little excited for football. I think I'm just getting a little excited for Badger football. Um, I read some Big Ten previews this week, um, and I guess to be fair, kind of to Big Ten folks, to national folks. You kind of look at it and you go, Jonathan Taylor's gone and your starting quarterback's hurt, right? Yep. Nightmare. Should probably lower expectations a little bit from what you were last year, which I think is fair. But well, I, still think that, I still think the defense is going to be really good. Yeah. And if the offense can just f- put it together, if Graham Mertz can be what we all hope he can be, and if the running backs can kind of be – they're not going to be Jonathan Taylor. I don't this year. If they can be good – the rest of offense can figure it out. The defense is, gonna, I think, is going to be there. Well, I think it's okay. Right. I think it's okay given uh, the schedule, right? I think given the schedule mm. in our crossover game, we don't have any of the big crossover games with Penn State or Ohio State. Yeah, you know, we just have Michigan, which not, I'm not. I don't think anyone's scared of right now. Um, so that part makes with with that alone, right? Yeah. The schedule makes it. Now, is it going to be the same kind of production? Is it going to be just pretty? That's the big question mark um, when it comes to the expectations, uh, a part of it. You know, I still look at this, it, it, so I think we get the benefit of doubt of Chris system, line. I mean, not linebacker, uh, uh, offensive line, 
we're giving the benefit of the doubt to the to the running backs because of that. We're giving the benefit of the doubts to the defense because uh, of Jimmy Leonard. Yeah. And then big question mark is what's Mertz going to do? And I think a lot of people, myself probably included, are just <laughs> who have been calling for him for a while, yeah. are giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to carry the offense to a different level. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're right. I, that, that sounds right. That's about where I'm at. Um, I, I'm just kind of like, you know, from our lips to God's ears right now. Just that, that's that's how it goes. Yeah. But so I guess to to be fair, the uh, to I guess what I was reading, they were saying a down year in the sense that we'll probably win the West, but won't compete at that kind of Rose Bowl, BC, not BCS. Um, College football playoff. Uh, what do they call it now? The ro- the New Year's Six. Yeah, the New Year's Six. Maybe not compete for those. I, obviously, we still think there is a chance, but um, with with the schedule and, and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah. so I guess that's what they mean by down, which is fair. I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's fair. A bit fair yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's the depth chart. God, just makes this makes me sad. I think the defense is going to be uh, really good. Again, um, and I think that you know, with Paul, like you said, benefit of the doubt. I think they'll figure it out. So we can't, with that depth chart, we head into. I don't. Know, I thought that was a fun conversation. Just just talking through it. Um, <clears throat> with that, we head into the Friday game, opening game against Illinois, home game. Um, expectations opened up. We opened up. What I again? This is, I'll just go to. I saw twenty three point five point favorites. We're down about to nineteen point five, eighteen point five. I've seen it at different sites. Um, so predicting an easy win, we were something like thirty-one point favorites last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say this is this is a wild spread. It's the game, and it's it's game one where we haven't seen any of these teams. Um, that's that seems it seems astronomical to me. Yeah, uh, that big of a spread for two Power Five teams, and that's kind of scary to me. That's kind of scary to me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, we don't got to necessarily bet it, Marlo. We just want to win it. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's yeah. I, no, I agree. I, I'm with you. I guess a bit uh, on the. Am I because I look at this and I go, well, then we should win easy. So am I just gonna yes. sweat out this game if it's even close and be oh, like, hundred percent, you are. I can already tell you, Casey, you're gonna be sweating out this game oh, gonna, yeah, if it's yeah. within twenty points. Yeah, we're up fourteen points. I'm like, God, I don't know. This Illinois team's hanging around. <laughs> God, I'm gonna be like that. Why do I? Why do I care so much? I don't know. It's fun. It's fine. It's great. Um, Lovey Smith said, "You know, when you're three touchdown underdogs, it really get the juices going." Yeah. Does he still have? Does he still have the Santa Claus beard? Sure. I didn't see him. I just read it. Oh. I was like, sure, that gets you going. <laughs> you go jazzed up being down twenty one or uh, twenty one point. Yeah. Uh, underdog. And he said in that um, Lovey Smith like non excited way like. You know, it just really gets you, really gets you jazzed up. These guys get really excited about it. <laughs> you know, you love to get a chance to be huge underdogs. Um, so, I don't know where that's going with that. All right, so uh, obviously we talked three-one point favorites last year. This was kind of the blemish on the betters' resume last year. Um, we all losing. thought the season was over at this point. Yeah, this is literally a year ago now. I did. Well, a season over, it felt like it was a special team. I still think it was, right? Uh, but it felt like it was obviously a team that we thought had a chance to make a college football playoff, possibly. 
uh, that that didn't. So the season was over in that regard. Um, well, at the it time just, it was over as Minnesota was rolling for yeah. some reason they were undefeated, and that was going to be our that blemish was going to keep us from being able to go to Indy. Oh, that's at fair, right? Because we, yeah, because then, yep, yes, yes, that was you're right. Um, so now we're looking at the game this year, and everyone on Wisconsin is downplaying it as a revenge game. Marlo, as a fan, are you downplaying it as a revenge game or never? Everything's a revenge no. game. I you're, would not downplay this. This is a revenge you're gonna game. You're going to cheer extra hard. Exactly. <laughs> From our couch. From our we couches. Will impact this game. Um. Are there fans at the game, Marlo? No, no, fans. zero. Not even parents. It's just that's personnel. I mean, uh, well, parents should be able to go right. They're exposed <laughs> to the children, probably. Anyway, um, the children, <laughs> to the players, anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, well, I guess we'll, I'll talk more about fans in, in the Packer games, but um, it's good. It will be weird. Maybe I don't know. Now I'm getting a little weirded out, Marlo. I'm getting a little weirded out. Empty stadium. Uh, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, so expectations going to this game, Marlo. I think I got to go comfortable win. Maybe we don't cover that that, that larger point, but uh, I expect this team to put their foot down and start the season off right. That's where I'm going. All right, that's my that's my expectations too. Um, but yeah, it will be it will be a pacing, probably TV yelling type of night, no matter where it goes. I can just see that happening on Friday. So get ready. I'm just having. I'm just having Badgers are back to, to last year's Illinois game. Yeah, me too. And my reaction to it. So uh, let's move on. All right, two yeah. more Badger winning. So this happened. Oh, I at least when I saw it, it was right after our podcast last week. Uh, the oh, I just knocked my phone on the ground. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can't have nice things. This is why I can't have nice yeah. things, Casey. No, you know, and I bought a case for it because the last one I I cracked by knocking it on the ground. Um, and I don't put it, I, I keep taking it off because it doesn't fit. I have this holder thing, you know, so I can like watch uh, something on my phone and just, you know, put it up. But it doesn't you got a pop socket. Yeah, okay, okay sure. Yeah, <laughs> but I have this little wood holder thing. So I have to take the case off to put it on there. So I keep taking the case off anyway. It doesn't look like it broke this time. All right, uh, basketball team, uh, I guess relatively unceremonious. It was a ceremony, but obviously fans weren't there, got there. Uh, Big Ten Championship rings, they looked really cool, looked like Super Bowl rings. I didn't know they did this I... uh, and got rings. Uh, also, because this year has been so weird, kind of forgot that the Badgers won the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last thing they did. That was the last thing yeah. that happened. They won the Big Absolutely Ten. unbelievable. And then it uh, was done. And then it was done. So congratulations, Jim. Uh, on to... More. I mean, they, the team has high expectations this year. They're a uh, people are talking about. I, I mean, do we want to get into basketball preview, Marlon? I don't know. No, uh, I'm not even very good. They're going to be ranked. They're going to be highly ranked, and you're not going to like it. Yeah, exactly. Good. I'm glad we'll we'll, we'll save that conversation. Table it. Yeah, because we're going to talk football, Marlon. Let's move to the NFL. Let's do it. Let's talk about the team that won this weekend. Let's talk yeah, about the first your place Bears, five and one, first place, first Chicago place Bears. Bears. Um. Wow, what is? I don't know what's going on here. I I truly don't. I think. Uh, I mean, what a game! I mean, it all comes down to defense. This was. I. So, it doesn't matter who the coach is, who the GM is. The Bears always find whenever they have some sort of winning, it's always the same. It's 
really good defense, pretty okay offense, and um, yeah, and that's about it. And it's like, where does this come from? I didn't realize the stat that happened. We finally score points in the third quarter. It was the first time all season. <laughs> yeah. only te- you were the only team who hadn't done that. Yeah, and that's like I think they quoted McNaggy saying that's like it's really hard to do. Yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah, so I, I that was that was wild. Well but hey, congrats, we got it done in there and uh, keeping. Uh, what did you call him, Teddy? Two gloves. No, oh, he's uh, he's in this game. It was Teddy two picks. <laughs> Teddy, okay, Teddy, Teddy two picks. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Bad interception, just bad interception. Yeah, Angus Roll, but but that was the same thing with Foles. So like he came out, he would have some really good throws, and he does that a crazy, stupid interception, which that was really I, bad. That was, that was really, really bad. bad. Which I thought the it game was just was over after the uh, running back fumbled. Yeah, yeah, it was like fumbled interception, interception, not really because it was uh, pass interference, then interception. It was a weird like five, like the next five plays where there was four turnovers. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, but that's, I mean, that sums it up, right? Really good defense, pretty okay offense at times. And they still can't run the ball, which is here. Like it doesn't see none of this is why I'm saying none of this makes any sense. <laughs> this makes no sense. Yeah. They're five and one. I mean, they beat the Bucks, which is probably the best team that they've beaten on it this, is, yeah. on this streak. Uh, not to say, I mean, the Panthers are, you know, they're kind of in that middle of the road right now type of team but you know it is it's like five and one is five and one i did not see this here i thought we'd be swimming in shit we're a couple plays away from that but you are what your record says you are yeah i think the bears are at five and one i think that their uh point differential is 14 or something like that i mean it's 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 really uh really close they've been winning close but at some point you win close because you win close and that's how that matters uh i would point to schedule uh, your wins are over Lions, Giants, Falcons, Panthers, and I agree that the Buccaneers are a bit of an outlier in that. Um, and when we we'll talk about the Buccaneers because they played the Packers uh, this week a bit more in the Packers section. I just I don't, I don't know how to reconcile the Buccaneers team I watched play the play the Bears and then the Packers this week. Um, <laughs> the Bears uh, for DVOA, Marlo, uh, if I can pull this up. I did. I don't have it up. I have this up. I have the wrong tweet up. Son of a gun. Uh, let me click a few times. They aren't the. They're not a top five worst. So DVOA uh, for those who don't know is essentially a. Uh, how do I explain it? Um, al- algorithmic way of deciding how good teams are. Yeah, right? it's, the, it's what the nerds do. What's the the nerds do? They're not a top five worst five and one team of all time. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The ninth, the ninth worst <laughs> five and one team of all of all time. Um, so congratulations! Yeah, getting it done. It's so frustrating. I was so frustrated watching that game because. I know it's the Bears defense doing like they make the teams make the mistakes. I understand <laughs> that, but when I'm watching the game, I just feel like the Panthers were giving the game away. Uh Teddy Bridgewater's interceptions were so bad. Uh the last one was just him forcing it. Yeah, I, it was just like he was just forcing the ball. And that's because wide receivers aren't open. I, I would make a casual argument that 
uh, wide receivers are being assaulted, but whatever. Um, <laughs> wide receivers aren't open, and the fumble is just such the fumble. I forget the the running back's name. Neil. He was he used to be on the Bears. Um, he it was such a Bears fumble in that that doesn't happen with any other team <laughs> except <laughs> the Bears, where the running back just decides to like get hit and turn in such a way that he exposes the ball to the defensive back of all things. Always happens to the Bears. It was so frustrating. Uh, but this was, uh, we'll talk about, um, I guess, it more in a little bit um, in, in the for real teams. But this was a for real game, I think, for the Panthers, not for the Bears, because I guess we could call it for real for the Bears and then say that the Bears are for real. But I don't know that either of us want to really do that. Um right now, but it was a real game for the Panthers because they had won three in a row against relatively poor uh, teams, and I just don't think that... I, I'm, I guess we learned that, right, Teddy Bridgewater and these Panthers are good, but not really good, and the Bears are pretty good, which is ahead of good. Pretty good is ahead of good. Okay. Very good. There sure we go. Your, your sk- yeah, I'm going to see what your skill is there. Okay. Yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my, sk- my uh, good rankings. The, the levels of goodness. Um, there. I don't. I just watch these Bears teams and I don't see it, but they win and it's frustrating. Um, schedule hard, strengthens up a little bit going forward, though, for the Bears. Next three at Rams versus Saints at Titans. Yeah, that's a pretty meaty schedule right there. Uh, so we'll find out what they're really, really about uh, with the much anticipated. I know there's going to be a lot of talk about this Rams game the last time. It wasn't the last time, but the last. Actually, no. Maybe there won't be a talk because we did play last season and they kicked the crap out of us. Um, that was the game that Mitch got pulled. And that's probably gave life to what we have now in in uh, Nikki Foles. So we're going to be at L.A., the fantastic new bajillion-dollar stadium. Yeah. Um, on, <laughs> on Monday night, so they could talk about more how gorgeous the stadium is that no one can go in. <laughs> Nobody can go to. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll make a pilgrimage to it. Yeah, someday we'll put it in the in the schedule. <laughs> Not for Monday, but some future, <laughs> some future time. Yeah, I, Rams. I don't have to make the Rams. Um, I was. They played 49ers last night. A little bit disappointed. They lost 24-16. But they've had some good wins. (sighs) Two years ago, they were were in the Super Bowl last year. They just missed the playoffs. I just don't know. I don't know what to make of this team, this Rams team. Uh, So I look at it, and I go, man, at Rams is going to be tough. But I can see myself next week, the Bears winning uh, like 19-18 or something stupid. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know how you score 19 points, but the Bears could figure it out. And then I just convinced myself that the Rams aren't good, and therefore the Bears still aren't good, even though they're six and one. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see that, that happening. Mark it down. God. We're gonna have that conversation God. on Sunday. Yeah, or this is gonna be Monday night. So it's Monday night. Well, so we won't have it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you don't know these days. Again. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, that was the Bears. Marlon, ready to move on to the Packers? I don't know. Are you? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I'm glad we're recording this. I kind of alluded to this earlier. I'm glad we're recording this today. I've had a little bit more time to think, a little more time to step back and uh, kind of assess because I was uh, I was pretty hot uh, yesterday after late yesterday afternoon, early evening. Yeah, he wanted to cancel the podcast indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it was one of those, the game ends right at like 5, 5.30 or something like that. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to sit and talk about this in two hours. <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't like, I, I just spent three hours in a very, well, okay, two and a half hours in a very foul mood. And now I have to like continue that and to talk about it more. And I'm just trying to really figure out where I'm at with this game. Because it was a trouncing Packers lose 38 to 10 um, to Tampa Bay. And this game, so I'm of two minds. One, the ship is sinking every, you know, where I was yesterday. Like, this is, you know, terrible. And the Packers have been exposed uh, to <laughs> the to, blueprint. This game is was out. Really, the playbook this is game out. was really fluky. And I'm trying, so, Marlo, if the, the Packers team that you've watched all year plays mm. the Tampa Bay team you've watched all year, because well, we've watched four Tampa Bay games now. Yeah, oh, we watched a lot. So, sorry, I just had some ESPN started playing in, in my headphones. Um, so I, I think we have four Tampa Bay games. This is by far the best they look, which I guess you could say is kind of part of the Packers' fault, right? But if the Packers play Tampa Bay ten times, how many times do Tampa Bay win? Um, I don't know. Pa- however you want to I don't know if it's by a landslide. It, I uh, you say ten times. I mean, ten out of ten games. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Tampa Bay probably wins four. That's what I think. That was I was gonna say. I was gonna say four, and if I wanted to be a Packer fan, I would say three. Yeah. So while this game was thirty-eight to ten, a lot of things went a kind of again. I'm gonna say fluky for lack of a better term. And you know, Marlo, maybe I'm making excuses. Oh well, yeah. But but this is the, this is why I say it. Like Aaron Rodgers threw a pick six. He's thrown three in his entire flipping career. Mitch Trubisky does that in the third quarter. So he throws three. He throws a pick six that never I happens. Know, I don't know why you got to bring Mitch into this conversation. I know because it was fun. I'm a little bitter. <laughs> just let me just let me have it for a second. Uh, uh, then he throws another interception. He throws two. He threw zero interceptions in his first 156 passes. He threw. Two in his next three. I don't think that's happening again. Uh, and then it just, honestly, it just seemed like from that point on when Tampa Bay went up 14 to 10. Oh, no, that wasn't when it changed. The next possession, Tampa Bay's up 14 to 10. Aaron Rodgers has Mercedes Lewis wide open in the middle of the field and he overthrows him. And that's when the game changed. I mean, the game changed all of these things, but that was like the nail in the coffin. And then Tampa Bay scores again because the defense has been on on the field and in short uh, short fields. Um, and if like any of those three things don't happen, I think this game is entirely different. And all three of those things happen essentially to create a situation in which Tampa Bay is up twenty one to ten. And from there, the Packers just seem to switch off or didn't have a game plan to be able to come back, which is an issue. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I just think all those fluky things happening kind of make this go, make me kind of want to shrug and go, eh. Oh, and uh, another excuse, right? First true road game with fans, right? We have had a couple road games without fans, first true road games with fans. That has to kind of mean something, I think, right? You're not used to it. You've played four games without fans. Um, So those are my excuses, my concerns, Marlo. Yeah. Defense looked bad. Uh, we missed Kevin King. Josh Jackson just got exposed all game. Uh, the real nail in the coffin was his pass interference on third and 12 that he got called in the end zone. That was just a nail in the coffin moment. We weren't going to win from there, but that was just 
terrible. Um, we're missing inside. We don't have any inside linebacker play. So Zadarius Smith, we keep running our Z package where he lines up over the middle because he's our best playmaker. But when he does that, he can't be the destructive edge rusher that he can be. So you're using you're using him the best way to help the team, but in the best case scenario, he's not there. Right? He's rushing the passer from the outside, um, and only occasionally going in that Z formation so he can he can make plays. Uh, and he's just wasn't effective. Uh, and there was a point where Aikman called it out, and he's like, "This is he circled Zadarius Smith. He's like, this is a guy who can change the game." And I'm like, he just can't in this game. Like they're asking him to do. They're asking him to do too much. Um, Tampa Bay's pressure was really good in this game. They got to Aaron Rodgers in a way. He was sacked four times in the first four games. He was sacked more than four times in this game. Um, I think part of that was just they were up, so they could pin their ears back and go after Rodgers. Um, Part of it was Bakhtiari being hurt, but part of it was we weren't able to block them. <laughs> and it was fast inside linebackers that we weren't able to block, and that's kind of been an issue for the Packers. So those are my concerns, and mm. those are my excuses. Uh, all in all, I'm just going... I, at the end of the day, Marlo, if this was yesterday, I'm, I'm harping a lot more on those negatives. I probably have a few more. Oh, uh, also, uh, penalties in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay was like leading the league in penalties. They've been terrible in penalties, and in this game, it flipped. And I don't know why Packers had been really good on penalties, and in this game they were pen- be, uh, committing pen- penalties all over the place. Um, Taylor Bay again, had zero th- penalties. How <laughs> they had zero penalties called against them? I th- thought I knew it was low. I didn't realize it was zero. And if that's the same team who played the Bears on Thursday, that's why I just can't get over. I just can't get over. I watched them play the Bears. I watched them play Carolina. I watched them play. Uh, uh, the Saints in the opening week, and they were always the same team in those games. They made bad mistakes. Tom Brady looked like he couldn't get the ball downfield. Packers couldn't rush him, so he was able to get the ball downfield. Uh, and Tom Brady just looked a little off, and Gronk was nowhere to be seen, and they found the fountain of youth in this game because both of them were really good. And I don't know where those performances came from, from the four games I've seen Tampa Bay this year. So I'm kind of chalking it up to... A bit of a fluke game. Is that that's where I ended, Marlo? At the end of the day, the Packers are sitting at, <laughs> at four and one. I think if I if you asked me at the beginning of the year, would you take four and one? I'd take four and one. Oh, my other concern was is out was out of a bye week, and we didn't seem any better prepared for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's tough. Than we otherwise would have. Um, I would have much rather had the bye week after this loss. Uh, so that's disappointing. Um, in that regard, but. Uh, I'm just again. I, I, it sounds, I guess, uh, like a punt. Like I'm just, hey, I'm just talking up to uh, a fluke game. But I, I don't think. I think this was the worst case scenario of how this game goes. Yeah. So I got, a, I got a statement slash question because the way this game was going, it was going like all the other games. It was up ten nothing. Looked like the Packers were rolling. Yeah. Um, and then the interceptions happened, and then it was like kind of an avalanche from there. Yep. And then I, I remember, I remember, no, oh my, and then we'll uh, remind me to talk about that in a second, but I remember notating in my head, like, because they always have those close ups of Rodgers, and he has a little shit grin on, and he's like chuckling up after every freaking play, um, yep. you know, at winning their jaws. But then as soon as that 
it was an interception that happens and they went down. That was not that was not the case anymore. His mannerisms were all different. And now he was salty old man Rogers, and that just seemed to be that correlated with that downward play. Um is this a case of not being able to to handle adversity? Because they really haven't to at this point, up until this point. And I know he has in his career, don't get me wrong, but it just seemed it seemed like there was a switch, and that was a switch, and it was completely different after that. Yeah, I think so. You're 100 percent correct that that mannerisms, everything changed with those two picks. I think, uh, I think, and I think that infected the team. I think that's part of how the avalanche happened, uh, and I think after that incomplete pass, essentially it being now. 21 to 10 there was there was no coming back uh more because of this team's just not built to come back from behind anymore right um we don't Rodgers can is good but I think once he made the two mistakes he was just like freaking a what he made the mistakes because he was forcing the ball to Devontae Adams he's forcing the ball to Devontae Adams uh was that Devontae Adams fault on the interception I think at the clear this which are the second one? Yeah. No, I I don't think it was his fault. I think that uh, he was being mugged the whole time, and I think in other games that might have been a flag because um, the defensive back never took his hands off of him on the entire route. Um, it wasn't his fault. I think it was just an, an unlucky bounce. It hit him in the hands as the defender was hitting his arms. So what are you going to do there? Yep. Um, I think so. The first interception was a bad throw. I think Rodgers just trusted his arm strength a little bit too much and thought he could get a ball in when the defense back was exactly playing that. The second interception, I think, was him forcing to Adams on a third down that he thought that Rodgers thought he needed to get, and so he went to Adams. I think Adams either makes that play or they call penalty more times than not, and I think it rarely ends up in that interception because that bounced just so perfectly. Um, but I think. You make a good point, and I kind of I think I glossed over this a little bit. This team uh, isn't really set up to come back from adversity, and what I especially against this Tampa Bay team, this uh, Tampa Bay's defense with their linebackers, they're number one against the run, and so much of the Packers' offense is built on play action, built on establishing the run these days. And you can say, yeah, you still have Aaron Rodgers. That's true, but also. We don't have any freaking wide receivers. We have Devontae Adams, and then you go from there, and it's not players who can get open and make plays themselves. So it's a little bit harder than maybe years in the past, and I mean going back like five, six years, for the Packers to play from behind, especially when they get down by by this much. So I think it's, to your point, I'm not too worried about the attitude because you know what? You throw two picks like that, you shouldn't be chuckling. You should be pissed. That's fine. But I'm a little bit worried with how it doesn't seem like the Packers have a game plan or how they can alternate from their game plan, especially in the second half. Because I looked at it the second half. It was, I think, 28-10 in the second half, right? Or going into the second half. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay had scored 28 points in the second quarter. And I thought, they're up 13-0 to on the Bears uh, at halftime last week. Like, this is a team that can you can get. Like you can you can come back on this team. So at halftime, I still thought there was some some hope. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition with a lot of other mistakes by the Packers. Uh, but they came out in the second half and just didn't they didn't show that they could change their game plan and be successful. And I think that's what was worrying. And at that point, I mean, Rogers was just under uh, a whole bunch of pressure and getting um, 
uh, pressured or sacked all of the time. So again, they, but they didn't have a plan. Now that's kind of the the more concerning part for me is that they didn't kind of have that that uh, f- not a fallback plan, but they weren't able to alternate to a hey we're behind we need to change things and be successful with that as opposed to kind of the the sulking of the head and and um, mental aspect of it. I think I answered your statement. Yeah, yeah. Huge rumbling rant. But <laughs> the good, the good news is the uh, Packers have a chance to get back on schedule next week. They face uh, the Houston Texans, and I was going to say the uh, Romeo Cornell led Houston Texans, uh, whose defense is pretty bad. So offense should get back on track there, and uh, should be pretty uh, prohibitive favorites at Houston. So. Look forward to that. Although, maybe Sean Watson will figure it out like Tom Brady and Gronkowski figured it out <laughs> in this game uh, against the Packers. But it's just Gronkowski turned into the nightmare matchup that he was in New England, and he wasn't that in any game this year. So frustrating. All right. All right. Moving on from the Packers. Um, I think at the end of the day, Marlo, it's going to come down to the two games between the Bears and Packers. How those two games go is going to decide, which is, I guess, obvious, but. A little bit obvious, I guess, but like those now are huge games, absolutely huge games, even more so than normal. Very nervous about it. <laughs> Andy Dalton's getting sacked all over the place over here. All right, uh, on to other games. Marlo, uh, let's stay in the NFC North. Lions look like a team who had a bye week, came out and waxed the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Marlo, uh, this is a segment we do in college football all the time. Are the Lions back? The Lions are not back. Good day, though. Two and three. They're two and three. <laughs> Good day, though, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them back. They're fighting, are they fighting a swerve? Adrian Peterson finding a, another, another, another fountain of youth. Yeah. It's weird seeing him in Lions colors. Um... I didn't mind him on uh, the Washington team, football team. Yep. Just like it, it seemed different enough, but it's just weird seeing him in, in Lions colors. I don't know, Marlo. Uh, I think they might uh, might make a run here for a while. Uh-oh. I think they might make a run. Uh, next week they got at the Falcons and Colts and at Vikings. Winnable. All winnable. <laughs> Losses against the vaunted Chicago Bears. The struggling uh, Green Bay Packers and the Saints, tough, tough losses, right? But uh, had the lead in two of those games. I don't know. I might be uh, starting to believe a little bit in these Lions and their chance to at least make a run. Holy cow, we've been talking a long time. Uh, <laughs> make a run at a wild card. Let's move on quickly. To, I accidentally clicked on our... Uh, the uh, Yeah, our timer. Yeah. Yeah, our timer. All right. Let's move on to uh, the other NFC North team. Uh Vikings got cousined. Yeah, they did. Kirk cousin cousined them big time. Big time. I mean, I yeah, I couldn't tell if they were trying to do the whole let's let's give um let's give the Falcons a big lead and then come back on <laughs> but they forgot the second part. Um yeah. <laughs> and just got trounced. Yeah, Kirk Cousins with three interceptions. Uh, I read a headline that said if the interceptions continue, he won't finish the season. I was like, well, sure, okay. <laughs> if he keeps, he's leading the league now with ten interceptions. If he keeps doing that, uh, he probably won't have a starting job. Uh, it was a just this was Kirk, like 
I guess I guess you could say the worst of Kirk Cousins, but kind of Kirk Cousins in uh, in a game, right? He has three picks, but then kind of leads him back, ends up with three touchdowns. Is was it really that bad? Was it all his fault? Yes, yes, it yes, was. It was. <laughs> it was Kirk Cousins' fault, uh, and. You're, I think you're fooling yourself if you're a Vikings fan. Otherwise, um, Vikings now sit at one in five. Uh, and I was listening to another podcast, and their name was thrown in with a bunch of other bad teams. Uh, as you know, what if these teams got the number one pick? And I, for a moment, had a terrible thought that uh, Trevor Lawrence could be on the Minnesota Vikings, and that made me really sad. But probably unlikely, right? They're not the worst team. Uh, I could be. We'll talk about we'll talk about one of them in a minute here, but <laughs> they're not going to go like two and fourteen. Okay, are they? I don't know. Could they? Bench cousins? Maybe. I don't even know who their backup is. Still Joe Webb. <laughs> uh, all right, other other NFL games. Uh, we had two for real games that we looked at uh, this week, Marlo, uh, and the teams are. I guess three if you count the Panthers. These teams are not real. Uh, Cleveland Browns getting waxed by the Steelers, and the Bills getting waxed by the Titans. So Steelers, Titans for real. Uh, Cleveland, Bills, not. Kind of saw this from Cleveland. Kind of expected it. Oh, I knew that was coming. Odell is still back to, like, throwing his helmet around, kicking shit again. It's, it's It's all downhill. It's all downhill. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked really bad yeah. uh, in that one. And uh, Nick Chubb got hurt, didn't he? So he's uh, he's out for some time, uh, right? Am I misremembering this? Possibly hurt. Maybe out for some time. Uh, Bills, I was really disappointed in. Their defense, I think I'm just remembering the Bills defense from a different Bills team. Like, they were good last year, right? But they just, they just did not look good. In this Titans game, they looked, I guess, a little bit better against the Chiefs today, but I'm just a little bit disappointed in the Bills' defense. I thought that Josh Allen, the offense, did enough to win that game, uh, but the defense was not real, and therefore those teams are not real. Neither are the Carolina Panthers. Um, <laughs> the uh, Speaking of bad teams, uh, the battle for the worst team in New York, if not the NFL, is currently being led by the Jets. They are now winless. The Giants won a game somehow against the Washington football team, and I had a vested interest in these two games, so I actually watched slash followed them, Marlo, which was not fun, and I don't envy uh, Jets or Giants fans uh, that they have to watch these two terrible teams. Uh, I started in one league, um, uh, Daniel Jones, and in another league, Joe freaking Flacco was a starting quarterback in one of my fantasy in our in our our fantasy. Joe Flacco, because it has twelve teams and everybody has two quarterbacks. It's not fun. <laughs> um, he was the best option on the wire, and my other quarterback was Tyrod Taylor, who's hurt and isn't even starting. So that was great. Um, and just lose, and they're really really bad. That that's my story. <laughs> The Kings, Kings of New York, New York Jets. I mean, they're not only bad, Marlo, they're like hopeless. I don't know. I honestly like. I can look at the Giants and be like, ah, eh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, obviously he's hurt for the year, but like, you can look at some of these bad teams and be like, yeah, but you got this. And I don't know what the butt is with these Jets. Like, there's not a butt. You have Sam Darnold. That doesn't feel right. Who's the bright spot? It's 
sucks. Sucks for the Jets. Sorry, sorry, Jets fans. Uh, but I mean, they, this is what they've done for what fifty years now. <laughs> so, all right. Next week, looking ahead, Marlo. Uh, prime time games. We already talked about your Bears against the Rams Monday Night Football Thursday night. <laughs> Get to watch the Giants. All right. Get ready to watch Daniel Jones. Uh, also, it was really weird that we didn't have a. Um, Thursday night game this My week. My compass was thrown off. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. With no Thursday night game. Just wandered around the house. Yeah, there. I just, I got, I turned out, I, tur- I got back from the gym. I was like, all right, I turned a game on Fox. What is this baseball doing on? It must be on some other station. <laughs> and then I realized there was no Thursday night game. And I was like, what? What just happened? Yeah. It was confusing. I was all excited on Tuesday night. Like, wow, <laughs> free football. Uh, this is great, but it wasn't free, Marlo. It cost us. It cost us Thursday. It was not and free. Just, just threw off the schedule. Threw off the schedule, the internal uh, sports football watching, sports watching schedule a little bit. Um, so we got the Giants, uh, Eagles. Somebody has to win this game uh, on Thursday, and that's really the only way I can think about this game. Um, I think somehow Philadelphia is going to find themselves down, and then have a heroic comeback with. Carson Wentz. That's how I see this game going. Somehow the Giants are going to be up. I don't know how, <laughs> but the, Eagle, the Eagles point, will do it. The Giants will be up. I got you. I can, I can run with that. Sunday night, we get to watch Tampa Bay again, which I really don't want to, or maybe I do because I can. if they win, then I can be like, see, they are good. Packers' loss wasn't that bad. Against the Las Vegas Raiders coming off of a bye and coming off of beating the Chiefs. Right? Yeah. They had a bye. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man, that Tom Brady, man, he's good. I was doubting him, and he made me eat my words. <laughs> I'm still kind of doubting him. I don't know. This game was stupid. All right. Anything else you're interested in in the slate, Marlo, besides uh, besides those prime time games? Um, Yeah, we got Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Yep. Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Go, I don't know why. Is that a – I guess this is noon CBS. Okay, sure. But um, – that's a good matchup. It's it. Are yeah. they for real? I it guess. Is. I guess it's it, a Tennessee. Are they for real? I, I think we say Pittsburgh's for real. We can say Pittsburgh's okay. for real, right? No. Okay. Well, we're both. It's an are they for real game? Yeah, we'll do both. Are they for real? I think Tennessee's a little bit. Well, mm, I think. Well, Pittsburgh. The thing is, Pittsburgh has Baltimore in their division, right? So. The bar's a little bit higher for Pittsburgh to for winning the division, yeah, than it is than it is for Tennessee. So I kind of look at Tennessee and I go like, oh, they're probably going to win their division now. Whereas look at Pittsburgh and I'm still kind of like, ah, oh, they're a wild card team. That doesn't necessarily mean that Tennessee's better, I suppose. But uh, I kind of like what they need to prove. I think if Pittsburgh, to me, Tennessee is has proved that they're the best team in the AFC South. Um, I think Pittsburgh needs to prove that they're the best team in the AFC North in this game by winning this game. Although I probably would even say that if they win this game because I still don't think Baltimore is. So I think it's a little bit more prove it for for Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. So all right, we'll we'll do we'll do a both a both uh, a prove it game there. Um, we got to watch Detroit Atlanta see if Detroit's back so I can back that up. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we got <laughs> we had a um, NFC East loser go home Dallas and Washington. 
and yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the way that it looks like Dal- Dallas looks like they're going too far. But it, I don't know, Marlo, because <laughs> Dallas is going to lose this. <laughs> they're losing twenty-eight to three. It's in the fourth quarter. They're yeah. going to be two and four, and they're going to be in first place. <laughs> no, are they still behind? Are they still behind the Eagles? Or are the Eagles? The Eagles are one four and one, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're one four and one. So they're gonna be in first place at two and four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so if Dallas loses that game, they could still be tied for first <laughs> with two with two wins. Unbel- oh my god. What that would be hilarious. What a, wh- so if Washington wins, so if New York wins and Washington wins, they're New York, Dallas, and Washington will be tied at first place at two and five, and Philadelphia will be in last place at one five and one, one four and one five and one. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm rooting for that yeah. to happen. A two and five first place in week freaking seven, week seven, unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think I think that's it. Uh, I I meant to mention San Francisco when I was talking about the Packers because. Um, how bad they looked against Miami kind of gave me that's why I kind of ended up at like a, a fluke game it like like just didn't have it today or whatever um because I've seen San Francisco be really really bad and then they looked pretty good against the Rams so uh that kind of gave me a little bit of like bounce back the season's not over after one loss type mindset um which New England will need against them because New England looked really bad against the Broncos um, this past week, and they played San Francisco. That'll be an interesting game. Because I think if New England loses, is they're two and four. It's a long way back. It's a long way back to uh, even a AFC playoff spot. I don't know. All right, interesting next week. I, I'm more interested in next week than I was in this week. <laughs> this week was. That said, I've talked about it for an hour. Um, all right, enough NFL football. Let's move on to NCAA football. This will be remarkably shorter uh, because the season's over. We can crown. Uh, we we can't crown anybody, I guess yet. But we have pretty much figured out who the two best teams are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess some uh, Big Ten hasn't played yet, but uh, in Pac-12. But nobody's thinking the two best teams. We're heading towards Clemson, Alabama, 4.0, aren't we? Uh, that would be what it looks like. Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, again, showing they're just, well, yeah, they're showing again that they're just shoulders, heads and shoulders. That's the word I was looking for, right? The phrase. Yeah. Heads, heads and shoulders. Heads and shoulders ahead of everybody um, in we college football. Possible, possible sponsor. Yeah, possible sponsor. I mean, Alabama even looked kind of shaky at some points this season, but I've always found a way to just come back and, you know, against the Ole Miss last week, this week Georgia was up, but they were able to come back and just just put put their will on team. Clemson, they're just, I mean, can they get out of the ACC? Because it's just not even fair anymore. It's just not yeah. even fair. Like, at least Alabama, there's some competition. They were like, Clemson, the ACC is just not even fair. I'm so excited for when they played Notre Dame to stomp them, but that's only a couple weeks away. But... I think we're headed towards that. Um, I don't even think we need to do a Final Four unless you want to put Badgers yeah. in. Actually, I don't want to do that. Never mind. Um, put the Badgers in. Put the Badgers in. Trounced by Clemson. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Unless unless something no I, I, yeah I feel like even if something catastrophic happens they always find a way to plug and play some other player <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Alabama coming back uh, giving up zero points to Georgia in the second half was very impressive um, kind of similar to how I looked at uh, the Bears game against Tampa Bay last week and thinking like oh Tampa Bay gave up points. Uh, or gave up a comeback last week. They can do that again this week. Uh, Georgia put the clamps down in the second half on Tennessee, so I thought, hey, maybe uh, they can do the same to Alabama. Uh, Alabama did that to them, (laughs) so they flipped my script on that. Uh, Kind of typical Georgia, right? Just They're a very good team, kind of like the Badgers. Can't win the big one. They can't win the one to get them over that, that hump. Yeah, uh, go from pretty so, good so pretty to great. Simple. Yeah, it seems like uh, they're stuck there. Uh, and it, Clemson won seventy three to seven against Georgia Tech, and you know Georgia Tech's not anything. You know, a great team. Tyler Lawrence had five touchdowns, three hundred ninety yards in the first half, yeah, or was it the okay. quarter? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. No, it was, it was almost like five hundred yards passing. It was. It was. Every, every, I didn't watch the game. I just saw highlights, and every highlight was just like him flipping to somebody who was completely wide open. <laughs> it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, Georgia Tech isn't great, but they're supposed to be okay. And, yeah. like, and the thought was like, maybe they can make this a game. Uh, and Clemson won by the largest margin in ACC history. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. Um, other college football moral teams uh, didn't listen to our upset alert last week. No. Uh, you put. Uh, Notre Dame and UNC. Uh, UNC ended up losing to a really bad Florida State team. Almost came back, which made it entertaining, but lost to a really bad uh, Florida State team. And I'm going to give you credit for the Notre Dame. Even though they didn't lose, they won 12-7 to against a Louisville team, a game which I watched and uh, was absolutely terrible, and I really wish <laughs> Wisconsin had got a chance to play Notre Dame this year. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, that was fun. I, I was watching that the Notre Dame Louisville game, just waiting for Notre Dame to make that big mistake. They didn't end up doing that, um, but yeah, UNC was just highly over. It's just no read, no need for USC to be ranked number five. That was just yeah. silly. Yeah, um, yeah. Watching Notre Dame, it was so like anytime they wanted to run the ball, it felt like they could, but they kept throwing the ball. Yeah, it was a really weird. It was a really weird game. Um, I think they went in that game thinking Louisville's pass defense was the weakness uh instead of so they tried to play to louisville's weakness instead of just playing to their strength which is just hey you're way bigger and stronger than them just run the <laughs> just ball run the damn ball and then they did that and closed out the game but it was like you could have done this all game and won by like 20 points what are you doing here yeah. uh my upset alerts uh, also came you. through yeah credit to you sir yep uh tennessee losing to kentucky uh they continued their bad performance from the second half of that georgia game and got walloped by kentucky uh, and Cincinnati uh, didn't look out for the virus and had to postpone their game. So I'm going to count. I'm going to count that as uh, an upset, right. even though it was postponed. They were playing Tulsa. Um, other upset, Marlowe. I saw this. I swear I heard. I wrote it down, and I I couldn't look it up. South Carolina beat Auburn, and they said it was the first time it happened since 1933. Some can that be right? There's no way I could. Right. I did see that too. That doesn't seem like it could be right. Like the, the but you saw the, it. I didn't. No, no, it. I definitely saw it. And I thought it was like there, like no way. There was no time where the ball coach had beaten Auburn. Yeah, beat Auburn. Nothing. I guess 
they're in the east and west, although there probably wasn't always east and west. They probably don't play every year. But that's like 90 years. Yeah. <laughs> that seems so weird. Um, so congratulations to South Carolina um, on beating Auburn. Maybe it was at home. Moon. Or maybe it was, I don't know, either. Or at Auburn, something. I don't know. Yeah. It, I saw that, and I, I wrote it down, and I, I was like, I should look this up later. And then I tried to, and I just like. You know, Google didn't give me the answer, so I gave up. Yeah. Um, all right, next week, Marla, looking ahead, NCAA football. Big Ten is back. We talked about this at the top of the show, but just the added – I mean, first of all, more games. Yes. Second of all, Wisconsin, obviously. But third of all, just like games we care about, games that are closer to home, impact us. You know, schools, we know – I'm so excited to have Big Ten football back. Oh, it's going to be f- – yeah, me too. It's going to be fabulous. Um, kicking off with the big noon game. Big noon. Yeah. Ohio State, big Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about game game of the weeks. Um, the networks are all over the Big Ten, I guess, as they as they should be. Cause well, we talked about this. We talk, we've seen what they've had to put on TV. <laughs> like we have talked, nor they are just yeah. salivating and getting the Big Ten yeah. back on TV. Yeah, so game day is going to Minnesota. PJ Flex probably already hung a banner for it. Uh, <laughs> Michigan is playing uh, Minnesota. That's the night game on ABC and Big Noon. They're actually going to this one. Uh, first reported here by Marlo yep. uh, to me at least uh, <laughs> it, to Nebraska Ohio State. Um, the only other game of the week, Marlon, that I saw uh, was the battle for the top of the Big 12, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. That's how bad the Big 12 Oh, my is. gosh. Wow. How the, how's the mighty Big 12 has fallen? Um, yeah, fantastic. So, I don't know. I don't even know what to take of Michigan, Minnesota. Um, I just think those are two okay teams that are getting hype. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're what, like, ranked... In the twenties or like late teens and twenties or something. Well, like these that. rankings That's... are ridiculous. I mean, Wisconsin jumped up to number fourteen, which is kind of scary. I don't want to start the season at fourteen. <laughs> like this would be fine uh, if it was the normal season and we were at fourteen at this point in the season, starting to creep our way back up. But now yeah. we've just been sitting here going to the, going in the top fifteen for no reason. Yeah, that, that's fair. But I so Michigan Minnesota, it, it's game day because it's Big Ten's back. It's game day because. Um, or, or it's a matchup because it's two ranked teams, which is exceedingly hard to get this day and age in college football. Uh, but this feels about right. Like they're probably in the late teens, early twenties. These two teams. So it feels yeah, I don't sure, know, it yeah, about yeah. right as, as far as excitement goes. I'm just, I just, I'm really interested to see what see these two teams because. Michigan has had a bit of turmoil, or they're flying a bit under the radar, at least for a John Harbaugh Michigan team. Uh, and I'm interested to see if uh, that's just because of uh, kind of the times and the spotlight being off, or if it's just, hey, they're like legit not there. Like they're just legit not a top team right now. And I'm interested to see if Minnesota can uh, continue to be the team or to be, if they're going to be the team that their fans certainly think they are, or if the team that the rest of the world realizes they are, uh, I'm interested to see which they end up being. So again, this is kind of show me game. Cause I want to see where these two programs are at. And that's why I'm really interested in this game. Not cause they're both great, but because yeah. I want to see, yeah, where, we're going to see where they're at, where they, where these it. programs are. Yeah, no, that's fair. 
Uh, uh, Nebraska, Ohio State. Oh, sorry. Did you have another thought? No, no, no. Nebraska, Ohio State. I mean, it's not. It's not gonna be close. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, and it's gonna be fantastic. Because I just I was so afraid it was like Nebraska whining about the whole everything, and this is gonna be their first game on their first on, national, on the uh, big noon. I guess to tell you how not close it is, I was looking at some of uh, the previews for for this week, and that you know the mm-hmm. ESPN does the FPI index thing to predict the likelihood, the percentage that a team will win. Uh, it is more likely that Tennessee will beat Alabama <laughs> than Nebraska will beat Ohio State. And Tennessee is not freaking beating Alabama. So uh, that shows you the shot Nebraska has. Um, all right, that those are really the only ranked versus ranked games. Uh, anything anything you want to put on upset alert, Marlo? That was kind of fun last week, yeah. mainly because we got it right. <laughs> but... but so maybe it won't be it won't be more fun. Uh, we should shout out a hot, uh, hearty con- uh, welcome to uh, Coastal Carolina, making an appearance at number twenty five <laughs> nice. after they beat Louisiana last week, who was previously ranked. So welcome to the top twenty five, Coastal Carolina. Um, I guess you can put them on upset alert if you want, Marlo. But uh, any upset alerts you see out there? No, this looks like a pre- uh, even Noah. Although I might do it again, should I do it again? Should I put Notre Dame on the on the upset lace again at Pitt? Pitt always until, plays them close until we get it right. <laughs> One of these times, it's gonna be right. I don't know. Going out to Pittsburgh. I don't think Notre Dame likes Pittsburgh this time of year. I'm gonna do it. Maybe they'll be confused because they're wearing uh, blue uniforms. Yeah, like Iowa's, like Iowa's. Uh, I don't know. I. I, I guess I think Pittsburgh is better than Louisville, <laughs> who, <laughs> who Notre Dame really really struggled with. But uh, uh, Pittsburgh loser of three state three straight. I don't know if they can pull it around for Notre Dame, but I like I like the attitude, Marlo. Um, I I don't really have any good ones here. Uh, I will say watch out, Coastal Carolina. Georgia Southern has played some football games, so you got to watch out for them. Uh, I'm going to stick with that other other ranked versus ranked, and I'm going to say just because the Big 12 is seeming to eat its own this year, I think that there's a chance that uh, there's a chance that Iowa State goes into Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma State. It's 17 versus six, not a huge upset, but that's going to be mine because I don't really see another another huge one out there uh, for me. So I'm going to I'm going to say watch out Oklahoma State, just because I don't know how good they are. So there we go. That's NCAA football, Marlo. Let's take a quick break here from the sponsors we don't have. I guess we can't hear from them. Hear the silence of the sponsor. I mean, we could get a head and shoulders segment if they want to sponsor it. We could just do a head and, you know, it's kind of a sponsor segment, head and shoulders. I think we could do it. Let's reach out to head and shoulders. Okay. Head and shoulders. Pro- do they Procter & Gamble? I don't know. Head and shoulders. You're on the, you're on the hot seat. Yeah. 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 We'll reach out to you. We'll call. We'll get the people. Send, we'll get our people. Send, send, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the research tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what other research that I totally forgot? No. Oh, yeah. The offensive lineman. I didn't remember. Okay. Yeah. Killed it. <laughs> All right. That's enough football. On to baseball world. It's still happening. Um, and I guess in the week since we talked last, the Rays avoided collapse, uh, ended up winning game seven and reaching the World Series while the Braves were not able to avoid the collapse, um, allowing the Dodgers to reach the World Series. Um, 
So your dream scenario. Dream scenario? Is that your dream scenario? No, I just want the Dodgers. Rays and Dodgers. Okay. No, I wanted I wanted to be at Rays and Braves because it would probably be the least watched I know. least watched World Series <laughs> uh, in a long time. Um, so, I guess talking about the games, um, I'm just or the I, I, I guess the series. Uh, just really glad Houston didn't go on because I tried to do the chaos theory thing and rooting for them to be the ultimate villain, and I just couldn't do it because they're just in my mind they're just so unlikable. You're too too good at <laughs> now, being the villain. Ah, made me so frustrated. So I, I was glad the Rays won uh, there, and the Braves just. It's in a. I mean, this has to go down as one of the biggest. I mean, obviously, disappointments in Braves history, but so there was a point in the game they had runners on first and, and they had runners on second and third with zero outs, and uh, I forget who was at the plate, but they at that moment their win prediction was ninety five percent, and then they committed two outs on the bases. The runner got tagged out at. at running home and the runner from second somehow went to third and got tagged out <clears throat> and they ended up with two outs and a runner on first base and never looked back. Absolutely brutal. Um, it's really frustrating having Mookie Betts be on the Dodgers because he's really, really fun and he's really, really good and I hate that he's on the Dodgers. <laughs> it would have been frustrating if he was on the Red Sox but it's even more frustrating than he's on the Dodgers. Um, at the end of the day, the Rays and the Dodgers reaching the World Series, they were the two best teams in the shortened World Series. So for all the kind of concern and consternation, at least, that I had about you know the flukiness of this or you know them expanding the playoffs and kind of some team getting hot and making the, the, the World Series or winning the World Series like a Marlins or something, or I guess as the uh, the Astros would have been, um, we ended up with the two best teams, which is you know I guess what you're supposed to do. But it's I don't want to say surprising. I guess it's reassuring that that happened, even in this kind of shortened playoff expanded season. That's really all I got in baseball. Okay. <laughs> all right. That makes sense, though, right? Yeah. It, uh, you know, it's probably the two best. It's the two best teams as this even shortened season bore out, and they were the two best teams in the playoff, and that's somewhat reassuring because I, I was I was worried it was going to be like, but the Braves would, but but if it was like the Astros and I'm trying to think somehow, I I don't even know, like the White Sox got there, like that would have been weird. They can't. They can't both because they're in. I should have thought of NLT. Whatever, it doesn't matter. My point's made. All right, <laughs> that's it for baseball. Oh no, crying Cowboys fan getting consoled by his girlfriend. Oh no. <laughs> All right, so baseball, we got a World Series. No one's watching. She's probably saying it's thirty-one to three, and she's probably like, "They're about to score." Yeah, <laughs> there's three minutes. Left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so World Series. Check, NFL check, NCAA check. We all know what time it is. It's time for Casey's corner kick. All right, Marlo. A, I guess, okay, but relatively frustrated weekend. Liverpool's ties Everton in the Liverpool Derby. Um, really, this comes down to freaking refs. <laughs> As so many of my 
rooting experiences have become. Um, <clears throat> in this game, uh, so the game ended with a goal disallowed uh, that I still, Im- I look at the pictures, I see, I do not understand how they called Sadio Mane offside. He was even with the two defenders. They're claiming his shoulder was slightly farther beyond where the defender's foot was down to the millimeter, at which point I roll my eyes and say, who cares? How can you actually prove this? They disallowed the goal, ended in 2-2. But more concerning was early in the game, Jordan Pickford, Everton's goalie, came out, made a ridiculous challenge, bundling in to Virgil van Dijk's Liverpool's central defenders, their probably most important player, uh, bundles into him nowhere near the ball. They don't call, they don't give him a, so Virgil van Dijk was offside, so they didn't give him a penalty, but the challenge was so unsafe that they should have reviewed it and given him a red card. The game would have been totally different. And to add injury to insult, uh, Virgil van Dijk uh, injured his ACL and has had surgery and will miss months. It was absolutely frustrating. It was an absolutely terrible challenge. And he, the goalkeeper did not get punished at all. Not in the game, not after review. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so that is my complaint. The refs, Liverpool uh, to Everton two. Uh, this week we also saw a possible goal of the season. Uh, with uh, West Ham trailing uh, 3-2 to two in the 94th minute, the last play of the game. Uh, it's Lazaro uh, makes an absolute strike. Watch the video, Marlo. Go out there, uh, fellow fans, look it up. West Ham goal against Tottenham. The ball comes out on a uh, kind of half cleared by the defender. It rolls just outside the 18 box. And he just hits it with the outside of his foot, and it curls from the left side of the goal to the top right of the goal. Uh, Hugo Lloris gets kind of a finger on it, but it's too well struck. It goes in to tie the game. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and just the pure joy of the moment was, was so cool to watch. So go out there, see if you can find it. Um, elsewhere in La Liga, both Real Madrid and Barcelona lose. Always weird when that happens. Um both of both of those Spanish giants losing. Uh, that leads us to next week, Marlo. Uh, we got Champions League this week, so to, starting tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have some afternoon soccer for you. Uh, Tuesday, marquee game, PSG versus Man U. Wednesday, Liverpool plays Ajax, uh, but probably marquee game is Bayern versus Atletico. Uh, so some good Champions League matchups here this week. We're starting with kind of some of the the two good teams in the groups playing against each other. So that's really exciting. Now, Premier League, Liverpool play, Liverpool plays Sheffield United. Uh, games of the week, probably Manchester United, Chelsea, or Arsenal, Arsenal, Leicester. Some good matchups. Should be a good week of soccer, Marlo. I'm excited. I know you are, too. I am excited. I'm sure you'll be turning into those games on Saturday instead of college football. <laughs> <laughs> What am I? Uh, I think the man you Chelsea game. I don't have the schedule in front of me, do I? Um, no, they wrote it down. That might be early enough that it's it's before. But you gotta watch the pregames, I suppose. Commitment, commitment, Marlo. Um That's it. That's all I got for the core kick. All right, all right. That's okay. Good throw-ins. We're a throw-in segment. Yeah. I got a quick throw-in. Just a little uh, personal here. Uh, my son has started uh, when he wants something to be really big. 
or uh, like say how much something is, he defaults to the number 23. Nice. So he'll say like something is like 23 giants tall. <laughs> and it's always, whatever it is, it's, it's always 23 and uh, he just knows that that's the best number. All right. So that's good. You're doing well. Doing well. I don't know. You're doing well. I don't know where you got it. <laughs> there he goes. All right. He's already a fan and he doesn't even know it. That was all I had. That was all I had. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've read to ask you this in the Packer section. Did you, tr- yeah. truth serum, put in your truth, drink your truth serum here. The rushing touchdown that uh, Aaron Rodgers thought he had. Did you get the reference of his touchdown no, celebration? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I still don't. I think <laughs> you it's. Don't. Oh, I got the city. It's a. Uh, well, so I uh, okay. I I know what it's in reference to. Yeah. Uh, Kane Peel skit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that one reference to, but I still I didn't like look it up. Or I didn't see what it is, so I didn't. I I guess I still don't. I know it's in reference to, but I don't get the reference. Okay. Um, I was. How was it not a rushing touchdown? Uh, I don't know. He was down. His knee was down before the ball crossed the plane. It's not. It's not college football. He's diving forward, and they're like, he gave himself up. In what world is diving forward giving yourself up? And if he gave himself up, how was it not a late hit on the defender who hit him two yards into the end zone? I don't know. Troy Aikman is the worst. He's just. He saw that and he goes, "I hope that's not a flag for for that." It's like he hit him two yards in the end zone. What game are you watching? And then when Indominus and Sue hits him well after the ball's gone, just chucks him to the ground. Troikman's like, oh, and just a little bit of that gets a flag. Troikman is the worst. He oh, he's so frustrating. Whenever there's a quarterback who's better than him, he just like oh, it's the worst. It's the, it drives me up a wall. All right, <laughs> thanks, Mark. And no, throwing. I didn't. <laughs> and throwing. I didn't. Troikman's the worst. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get the reference, and um, when it when it happened, I was like, so I saw it, and I was like, kind of weird. All right, <laughs> and that was that was it. And I when I saw I it, I was cra- I was rolling on the ground because I That's instantly funny. went there, and then I had to tell the people around me what it was from, and then show them the video. Um, okay, but yeah, all right, send it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll okay, yeah, I will do I, I, I'll do that. I didn't know. All right, that is it. Uh, that's it for me. As always, you guys can find us on Twitter at 130Breeze, Casey at Prof Badger Fan, myself at Marlo JR. Casey, that's it for me. Do you have any last words? Just giving myself up by diving towards the goal line, <laughs> yes, as people do. Totally, it totally normally happens in football. Uh, as always, fellow fans, I hope your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>